When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortune, O Lord, like the watercourses of the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the, se bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. The word of the Lord. Our second reading today comes from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Jesus and his followers came into Jericho. As Jesus was leaving Jericho, together with his disciples and a sizable crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was there, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many scolded him, telling him to be quiet. But he shouted even louder, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him forward. They called the blind man, be encouraged, get up, he's calling you. Throwing his coat to the side, he jumped up and came to Jesus. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, teacher, I want to see. Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. And at once he was able to see, and he began to follow Jesus on the way. This is the word of the Lord. Be kind to one another. If you're a super fan like me, you may recognize this phrase from a popular afternoon talk show host. Ellen DeGeneres, she hosts an hour-long 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time talk show <laughs> that concludes with this phrase each and every weekday. Be kind to one another. It's her closing remark, a benediction of sorts that sends viewers all over the world into the world to spread kindness to each person they encounter. 
Watching The Ellen Show, I have to be honest, is like going to church for me. The call to worship is a dance party led by Ellen herself. Viewers are free to sing along to their favorite songs as the dance party ensues. Ellen also has an opening monologue, usually, and it brings about a sense of hope in humanity. She affirms people for who they are, no matter their past or their likes or their dislikes. Guests that she brings on the show to interview, they bring testimonies to be shared, including laments of difficult times, grief of loved ones lost, pride in accomplishing a difficult task, and hope that comes from a neighbor's helping hand. I'm often uplifted by these people's testimonies. They are sharing good news. They express how Ellen's show has contributed to their positive spirits, how being part of the Ellen community has been part of their healing process during cancer or while rebuilding from the devastation of a natural disaster. They testify to having experienced compassion in action from the support of a larger community. And finally, the show concludes with the camera zoomed in on Ellen as she ushers forth the charge, be kind to one another. See you tomorrow. Today we encounter a story about Bartimaeus, a blind beggar who is sitting beside a road. He is far away from the center of town, outcasted because of his visual impairment, lower in status, and isolated from the larger community. At the same time, Jesus and his disciples and a crowd of people are on the move, traveling along the road where Bartimaeus is sitting. And as soon as Bartimaeus is made aware of Jesus' presence, he shouts, he cries, he exclaims, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He is hushed by people in the crowd. Bartimaeus' voice is silenced, his presence belittled by those around him. But Bartimaeus is not discouraged. No, not at all. He shouts even louder with a sense of urgency. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus' faith is so strong, his, his conviction so dear, that nothing can deter his efforts of encountering Jesus, the one who can cure ailments. The story continues, and Jesus stops. Jesus makes time to see Bartimaeus and to listen to him. Not assuming that Bartimaeus wants his sight cured or restored, Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus responds and requests for his blindness to be cured. 
and Jesus follows through. Bartimaeus's sight is restored in full, and he can see. While this story emphasizes the interaction between Jesus and Bartimaeus, a crowd, a whole community, is also part of this story. Maybe an overlooked part of this story. You hear about them in the beginning in a rather negative light. They sought to deter Bartimaeus from encountering Jesus, further isolating him and disvaluing him. But as the story continues, the community plays an essential role in Bartimaeus' healing. No, they didn't have the divine power to restore Bartimaeus's sight. Jesus does that, and I don't want to minimize Jesus's curing power, but my focus is something a bit more big picture. I want to zoom out, if you will. New Testament scholar Jamie Clark Souls explains that cure and healing are not the same. They cannot be used as synonyms. Rather, cure refers to the elimination of an impairment at the individual level. Jesus curing Bartimaeus's sight, a cure. Whereas healing refers to a person's experience of integration and reconciliation to self, to God, and to the community. Healing may or may not involve a cure. Healing is a communally-based liberation. Healing is a communally-based liberation. The community plays a role in Bartimaeus's healing. By Jesus's invitation, the community facilitates Bartimaeus's liberation from isolation. They assist with his integration and reconciliation back into this in-group, into society, into belonging and being claimed by a larger community. Even after they tried to hush Bartimaeus and silence him, Jesus invites this community to have compassion. I imagine him saying more than, call him to me, to that crowd gathered there. You hear that man calling for me? The one you tried to silence? The one that maybe you have ignored or undervalued? Go and bring him to me. Talk to him. Look him in the eye. Don't ignore him any longer. You see, he is one of us. A person seeking to be faithful. Go on, call him to me. Bring him yourself. I want to see him. I want to hear him. I want to be with him. And they respond to Jesus' invitation and engage Bartimaeus, saying, 
Be courageous. Rise. He's calling you. Having been invited into this process by Jesus, they are key players in Bartimaeus' healing. Bartimaeus' story doesn't end when his sight is restored. There's not much more in the scripture, but there's more to the story, or so I believe. The last line of the passage reminds us that his journey continues and that he doesn't continue on alone as he did before. But now he is part of a community. He receives sight and followed him on the way. That's how Mark writes it. Bartimaeus reunites with his community through discipleship. On the way is this metaphor for continuing on in discipleship. No longer isolated on the side of the road, no longer hushed or silenced by the community, but rather this crowd of disciples that responded to Jesus' invitation to show compassion, he is now one of them. He belongs to this community. Healing is a communal act. God's transformative, liberative healing is a communal act. And this healing process is just that. It's a process. It takes time. It requires intentionality. It tests our own patience. It prioritizes forgiveness and reconciliation. The systemic pains and injustices of our society as we know it, they plead for healing. They cry out for healing that involves the whole community. Our participation in that healing makes us take time and space to be intentional about what we say and what we do. These acts of healing require people to be patient with one another, to take time to listen and to respond with compassion for our neighbor and their perspective. Healing requires that we pay attention, close attention, to the Bartimaeuses of our world. The individuals and even groups that are isolated, oppressed, silenced, hurting, and those that we cast aside. For they, too, are a part of God's beloved community this body of Christ. God's transformative healing is a communal act. You might be tired of hearing me say that. That we're all a part of, and it's ongoing. We are invited by Christ each day to be part of the healing. Racism, food insecurity, Homophobia, Islamophobia, these systemic issues we know so well are not healed instantaneously. We cannot snap our fingers and provide a cure in a moment's time. 
Rather, the healing of these injustices come from the persistence of communities. It comes from being kind to one another, like Ellen might say. Healing comes from Christ's compassion made manifest in our communities. Dr. David Urien, a physician at the Children's Hospital of Boston, reflects on compassion in Mark's gospel, and more specifically on this narrative about Bartimaeus. He says that compassion is subversive because it is fearless. If we live and abide in this love, we can see anyone we encounter only as our brother or our sister and our sibling. Categories such as enemy, competitor, rival, they all become meaningless. So Jesus' invitation to this community that surrounded Bartimaeus was for them to see Bartimaeus as a brother, to acknowledge his humanity and to affirm his dignity. Jesus invited his disciples and the crowd to see and to engage Bartimaeus as a brother, not as an other. We hear Ellen's benediction ringing in our ear again and in our hearts, be kind to one another. Week of compassion begins today. This special offering will go toward the Relief, Refugee, and Development Mission Fund of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, as Holly mentioned earlier. And here is an opportunity to put compassion into action, to be part of God's global healing process. And I have witnessed this community, 7th Street Christian Church, accept Christ's invitation to be part of that healing process. I have seen you gather at a friend's funeral to affirm your ongoing support of their family that is grieving and to remember and be part of your own healing process. I have heard you checking in with friends that either had surgery or had an illness that kept them home from church for a week or several. I have seen you serving meals to veterans nearby in our community and building relationships with them. These acts of compassion, whether you think they are small or large, whether you do many or few, they don't go unnoticed. And today is another opportunity to give of ourselves in an effort to be part of God's healing in this world. The offering supports ministries that support communities ravaged by natural disaster. Hurricanes, floods, tornadoes. Communities that might otherwise feel isolated by their trauma and cast aside from those living with access to clean water and to electricity. Week of Compassion hears them crying out for help, for restoration, and wants to go and ask, what can we do for you? Like Jesus asked Bartimaeus. How can we be Christ 
to you. May we respond eagerly to Christ's invitation to be moved with compassion, not just today, but tomorrow and the day after as well. Amen.